Hey, it's a podcast. Uh, it's called Three in the Pink. I'm Gemma Hatherill. I'm Apsi Witana. I'm wearing the book. Uh, today on the podcast, we're going to try and tackle some stuff about Syria. That quagmire. It's, we, it's remember complicated. How we, remember how we went to war again? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. no one was asked. <laughs> and then two days later, we're like, let's make a podcast about it. Um, I love this new kind of war where no one gets told or asked or consulted. And we're just, the way that you find out is just you get told after the strikes. Mm. I, I think it. we can all agree that she's definitely... I love she's surprises. Done, she's done the right yeah. thing, but she's just done it in a way that is absolutely yeah, illegal. she's our queen. She she's care. definitely done the right thing and stood up for our, she our is country. A Hashtag but I just, I just wish that you would ask first next time. Oh gosh, that's my impression that, of, of everyone. Whatever yeah. that MP was called. Um, sorry, <laughs> interrupted your intro. <laughs> well, we're we're bombing Syria, uh, for really. <laughs> you said bombing, <laughs> <laughs> honey. Well, we are a bit. Well, yeah. So I woke up the other day, found out that we'd bombed Syria over overnight. <laughs> God, uh, not here, bombed now. I guess Theresa May and Donald Trump's little hand holding. Has it blossomed into, into, a, into a, a worldwide war? Into an air bomb. Um, <laughs> God, I, don't, I don't really know what France has got. France joined the UK, in there, France, just and the USA. Just get France, little, you, so, get a finger France in that pie. Who do you th- yeah, trying to get a finger in our pie, first of all. Um, and then... I could do a, French, a really offensive French voice right now. I won't do it. <laughs> But I'll do it afterwards. Do yes. it later for us yeah. in private. Yeah, that, that's, that was it. And then we'll be talking about the Windrush Yeah, we're going to talk about the Windrush, Windrush deportation. Sorry, I'm blowing my nose. Uh, so it's recently come to light that uh, a little one line of the... Which act was it? An act of 1979? Hold up. Sit tight. The Immigration and Asylum Act of mm. 1999. One line of it was taken out in 2014, which means that all the people that came over from the Caribbean and the Windrush era are now potentially going to get deported and have, have to and have to some pretend have to be Jamaican. And some of them have according also, to the government. I mean, advice. they've they've also lost their a lot of rights that they have as citizens, like access to healthcare, lost their jobs, lost pensions, mm. been Take detained. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get there. But uh, then, just to lighten things up a little bit, at the end, we're gonna do a little review of the new Cardi B album, Invasion Woo! of Privacy. Oh, oh, <laughs> shouts out no. to you, girl. Shouts out, get on the ship. But back Ooh. to the serious shit first. So. Who wants to uh, who wants to do the intro to the what happened? What happened, guys? Well, should we talk about um, <laughs> wait, awakened from her hangover? And which should we talk about should we start should we, with? Should we start with the discussion in Parliament? Well, let's say what happened. Yeah, what happened? Bomb, 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 bomb. So, <laughs> there, is, there was chemical weapons. weapons used in Syria. Various different sources trying to say that various different people have used the chemical weapons. Loads of people on my Facebook trying to say that it's a false flag mm-hmm. uh, and literally reposting Russian fake news, which mm-hmm. is infuriating. Uh, more, more likely than not, it was by Assad on his own people, as he is wont to do. Doesn't sound like my boy. <laughs> I mean, it's his MO. Uh, and so Britain decided, you know, we're, we're the police of the people, mm-hmm. ACAB. What would they do without us? They just no. love to... It is fully... Uh, it's our pie to put our finger into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, that's got something to do with me, right? I would bet you one million thousand dollars that... A million thousand? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that Canadian dollars that no one in Parliament understands what's going on in Syria right now. Oh, hell no. Nobody understands the factions, the armies, the rebels, the Kurds, the ISISs. Nobody does, because we've kind of always been... Shit. They don't know what's happening. We've they don't always know where been... it is on the map. They just know that they don't like it. I don't... I keep hearing about they need to pipe down. We've always been fed, like, bomb. the very, like, the Western um, news version of it, which is overly reductive, just, like, West versus that. Mm. It's like, just... For decades, we've just had this mm. war on terror... Uh, thing going on and that's just a very simplistic well, way yeah. of looking at it so it's all it really means is it doesn't even specifically apply to one country it's just like 
bare brown folk were just having a war with them and we'll just well, randomly decide which party that, that is against and which people we're gonna bomb so they decided to intervene with airstrikes on the basis that on the spurious basis it transpires that the that there was a such a need a humanitarian need for intervention mm. that's the basis that they went it's in two on. years too late now yeah mm. um and that's that's what's even, being just dis- they weren't even successful were they uh no the stats haven't come back yet yeah. about how many casualties there mm. were they they claimed that the chemical weapon four. sites were isolated from yeah. civilian populations and so the damage the likelihood that there would be civilian deaths is reduced and that they kind of know where their chemical weapons are because Assad does not hide that information at mm. all because he's like they're here hi <laughs> dickheads maybe it was you that how <laughs> do we know it was not you that did the chemical attacks you know I mean the UK and the US have chemical weapons for yeah, one thing I'm, it's just um, uh, and the reasoning behind it has just sort of been this sort of why don't we of, get rid of ours first it's been like the whole the whole the whole reasoning behind it has just been like shrug emoji we you have to love yourself <laughs> How in the hell are you going to love somebody else? If you can't bomb yourself... <laughs> That's all I've got to say to Teresa. Re-chemical weapon. If you can't bomb yourself... You can't bomb the he- yourself. How, how in the, the hell, hell are you going to bomb someone else? Can it's I get an amen? But, it, but the whole reason behind it was just like, well, we have to... There wasn't anything like strategic about it. It was more just like kind of rhetorical. Well, we have to put the message out there mm. that this is not right. Uh, <laughs> which, yes, so we... And it's funny because I could say a lot of things about you, Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing that you said this episode that is sounds like you're about to go and kill Teresa. <laughs> I'm trying to keep that kind of on the down though. Alright, all honest. power to you, girl. Um so she she yas queened and she she She, she did the she, thing. She did the damn thing. And uh, Trump was like, mission accomplished, job done. I know, <laughs> that's, that's the end, that's definitely the end of this. So we that's the end it. of it, full stop. Nothing yeah. more is going to come of it, I'm sure. Than that buy sticker. Bye! Yeah. So, and See done. ya! So, <laughs> I think that this is the another incident where England has just successfully resolved another international conflict. Good job, sure. guys! I mean, sure. With, the, with the, the Syrian conflict and it's, it's uh, bringing in Iran and Russia mm. and Hezbollah and is and uh, and the other one Iraq. I just love a good agitation. I just all love giving Turkey. Yeah. Fuck Turkey. All <laughs> giving their way. All contributing. And Britain, I think, has just that incredibly complicated sectarian, mm. socio-political, mm. Ca- like economic friction that's happening. The UK and the US. The UK and the US. The UK and the US were like FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Britain. Britain's number one talent has always been to kind of step into a situation where we're not necessarily invited we don't necessarily know what's going on but bring the attention back onto us it's like that guy that turns up to a party at like 5am everyone's kind of fucked and doing their own thing he rocks up he's just like look at me look at me I've brought a mandolin or whatever (laughs) you know like he we're that guy but what that does do is that it unites all of these warring factions and turns them against us Mm, so now they're united so that's we've solved it that's part of the problem with western intervention is um, that it's just if, dumb if you well it's dumb and um, first of all first part of, all. of the ideological ignorance about the east the middle mm. east in the in in England and the US is that they don't have any idea how we or the west is perceived yeah. over there the amount of uh, destruction that's been wreaked upon the country mm. and the way that the for example the war in Iraq has seen and uh, has been seen and obviously we know now that it they but essentially created ISIS mm-hmm. and um, like Assad released a bunch of prisoners who became, you know, who became um, either ISIS or yeah. Al Qaeda, mm-hmm. all of this shit. Uh, we don't know how we're seen, and so we don't realise that ISIS use Western intervention to further bolster their position against yeah, it, the West, and mm-hmm. it, it, it actually bolsters the argument of, of the West versus the East. Yeah, Islamophobia yeah, sure. totally plays into their whole narrative, yeah, yeah. and it, it, and it like galvanises their entire movement. It's and it's not even like by chance; it's like a calculated measure. Mm. That they've always uh, taken advantage of. Hillary Clinton called Assad a reformist, by the way, which I think is hilarious. I just found that out today. <laughs> I mean, but she wanted to arm the arm the rebels. He's so, so weird looking. He looks like a muppet, doesn't he? Assad. Yeah. yeah. 
He looks like that Muppet, you know the one, the the two old guys that were that like a heckle from the from the side. Oh yeah, I oh, know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. We're just getting ourselves a, into all a, sorts of political hot water today. We're definitely getting heckler. arrested. Yeah. That's what he does. He just heckles and then creates problems <laughs> I mean, on the ground. I he's was, that bitch. He's that bitch. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's very smart. It is smart. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, so Syria. I mean, Syria as a country has always been. It was created in 1946. It well it had independence in 1946, mm. but after the First World War, mm. you know about how like it's Syria um, was after the First World War was just was just d- divided up by England, but the Great Britain and France mm. um, via colonial uh-huh. what was best for colonial yeah. powers yeah so yeah. they just That's decided all, all this is syria now yeah we're divided then across like sort of five nations. yeah we can come to the Kurds later because let's all go join the ypg <laughs> but like um there is an incredibly complex array of ethnic <coughs> not national <laughs> ethnic ethnic the, the ethnic population is incredibly diverse because mm. the country isn't divided up by the way that colonial powers are divided mm. up, which is by like capitalists, like the way that the money is organised and all this shit, I yeah. don't really know. But it's divided up by pure, by purely colonial grounds. So it's it's got this really mixed population. It's no, it's not, wasn't really able to govern itself. And so England has always kind of just left Syria to to. It's like there you are, you're a country now. Bye. You you guys entertain yourselves. Yeah. You, you you keep yourselves happy. We're just gonna you know. Yeah, shop it's and never come back. Incredibly, what? How do you say heterogeneous? That word. It's incredibly mixed. It's mm. got Christians and like every different kind of Muslim and like it's a very delicate balance of people. Mm. Which Assad, Assad, I mean, has been uh, just cheating on all of that. Mm. <laughs> I mean, really, really has ruined all of that. It was a fairly self-sufficient nation for mm. for twenty, thirty years until until whatever. But. England does not have a good rep- rep- reputation in the Middle East for helping anything, and no. I don't. Re- so the idea that it suddenly has a humanitarian imperative now is absurd. And if they did care about a humanitarian imperative, they would house the four point eight million refugees. <laughs> they don't. It's, it's a like PR move. It's, it's how funny over- how the, that imperative only kind of occurs to them every now and then. When it suits them, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean that that entire the fact that it was like a facade and then like a PR move is entirely um, uh, evidenced by what happened in Parliament, just the way that well, they were speaking. Yeah, this ridiculous like so she came under fire, she had to recall Parliament, mm. blah blah blah, and all the MPs were going, well, what about this? What about that? She just like, kind of ignored all of their questions. Yeah. She would they would usually they would say something like, we applaud your leadership, yeah, but what about? we not try and take some more refugees in and she was like thank Thanks. you i applaud my leadership too and then she just sat down she did that every single question so the questions that were praising she was like thank you yes, right thanks. i remember i agree uh, thank you for your support and she would sit down Bye. and when there was criticism she was like uh she would just agree with the one part she would lip she'd be like i agree we do need to deal with russia but she'd sit down <laughs> That was it for like two hours. Or I don't more. really understand what her what her long game is because if she is trying to show she wants to fund on if she is trying to show <laughs> leadership but also to show that we're you know not going to accept this whatever that's if that's how she's wanting to express it she's only doing this one thing and this one thing is not really backing up those ideas like you say she's not actually accepting any more yeah. refugees she's not kind of suggesting anything new that we do she's just sending a bomb over and then kind of that's that mission accomplished it doesn't really make sense dated like military solution it doesn't work anymore it hasn't worked for a while yeah when is it and it's incredibly unpopular with the british public if she gave a shit about that it's ever since the war in iraq like our version of politics has changed Mm. we used to demonstrate like give our voice and then we thought parliament would respond and then there was this big like seismic shift in the culture after the after the marches for the Iraq War, mm. where for the there was the biggest demonstration in UK history. I think it was two million people. Yeah. Was it? two million people walking marching on Westminster or whatever, and nothing came of it. Mm. Uh, not only did they go to, not only did they not listen, they went to war and they killed a million Iraqis and completely devastated the the continent. And 
made uh, uh, a new baby called Isis. Yeah, it, it honestly, <laughs> bur- yeah, it tr- it did, and we know yeah. that now. And the Chilcot report came out. Was it last year? Chill. And it was on Chilcot. Yeah. It was like it was like <laughs> Blair it, it deemed those actions illegal. They were we were uh-huh. lied to. Yeah. The 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 imp, the intelligence. He the, exposed that ass. The intel mm. was completely false. Yeah. Blair was shown to have lied. With it, Blair and Bush were shown to have conspired together. Isn't it was funny that it was public. just like, and hey, you're a war in- crime. All right, best pop home and have some dinner with the wife. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a jail. war criminal. Full stop. No further he's gonna, like, statement. He's going to attend the new centrist <laughs> party or whatever. He's it's not insane. in jail. And we, the population hasn't forgotten about that, but the politicians believe that we have forgotten about this, that particular intervention into the Middle East and how catastrophic it was. Mm. Not just for this country in terms of the lives lost and the mm. money spent, but devastated Iraq. Yeah. You know, mm. We don't even have the exact figures, but we're talking like a million, yeah. or half a million, sorry, Iraqis died never even mentioned never even really considered a war it was like there's a yeah. few books about this where the war, the war in iraq and afghanistan were like these wars where we weren't really aware that we were at war mm, there no. were points where you'd they be didn't like, affect Do you, no. you at yeah. home yeah, 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 because yeah. it's not a war if they're not doing anything back no right it's just yeah. a regime there's yeah. no bombs being dropped on london yeah there's yeah. no blitz or whatever so yeah. We have the England ever since the kind of independence of the Middle East and nature, the decolonization of mm. the Middle East. England has been had a has a, a, a obscene track record, whether it's uh, exploiting Iran for its oil and then and then artificially deposing its democratically elected uh, prime minister, prime minister or president, um, when they wanted to get their money back. So England was like having this split <coughs> was forcing Iran to give it half of the oil um, money from what is what we call BP. Yeah. That oil company was Iranian oil company. Uh, British Petroleum is fucking Iranian. <laughs> so we would get high, I think it was I think it was 60%. And Iran eventually was like, fuck this, we want that revenue. Yeah. Uh, revolted. Um, had I can't remember anyone's name in history. <laughs> but voted someone in who would do that, but I want an M, I think. And um, the UK and the US intervened to have that guy like assassinated um and that's i mean you could there's literally 1000 million examples yeah. of england's like really honestly revolting yeah. uh, policy time after time and the thing that they will it's just really clumsy what they, what, but the thing is, is it's like hide clumsy. your ass yeah, yeah. not the even thing is, it isn't clumsy it's a it's a very calculated yeah yeah yeah, yeah like push for power at any cost it's destroying governments it's destroying democratically elected new societies that are trying to govern countries that they invented based on their own like colonial proclivities it has a very very calculated history and and not just history that is not just the history like it's very much concerned with what it can get from these yeah absolutely there's there's vested interest of course in there is. These, I mean, in all these cases, as the, as a lot of the MPs pointed out, and as Big Teresa like fucking bad daddy, and she <laughs> weaved it every single time it was brought up. But England is taking something like I can't remember, but I think it's proportionally it should be taking about one hundred twenty thousand refugees, mm. and I believe last yeah. year it took five fifty thousand. Yeah. Um, you could fit refugees. all them in Glasgow alone. You could. Like, the whole um, ass bunch of them can just come up here. Not a problem. They're, yeah, they're all in Turkey, Turkey Jordan, Lebanon, yeah. blah blah blah, mm. in the neighbouring countries. But yeah. but over half of the Syrian population has been displaced by this point, and mm. thousands and thousands of them just drown in the mm. sea. Yeah, mm. trying to swimming away it, from yeah, yeah. you know trying to swim the Mediterranean, <laughs> which is, and we have these barbaric immigration and asylum policies that, um, just don't let let it like a trickle of probably wealthy Syrians in. Yeah. And, and if, they're, if they're we described cared, as roaches anyway. Yes. <laughs> if we cared about the humanitarian element yeah. of this like bloody, terrifying war that hurt, we would let some of them fucking live in this country yeah. where there is more landmass dedicated to golf courses than there is to houses in the whole country. That's a fact. Like is that, that really? That's true. More oh. landmass. So I think it's like sixteen percent. Okay, Nagamanchetti, you better. You've got some fucking answering to do 
Yeah. Okay. Golf sucks. Golf is shit. And golf the is idea so that is Golf full. is a good book. Spoiled. <laughs> the it idea is. that Britain is full, I mean, like... Just... Please dedicate those pictures to footy. <laughs> In it. Like, people like football. In it. <laughs> you know? Or at least fucking cricket or a shit sport like that. Um, golf of all things. So, so it isn't... It isn't an accident. It isn't a mistake. No. It is a direct, uh, considered outcome of Britain's foreign policy, which it has shown mm, us time yeah. and time again. We don't give a shit about those countries. No. We'll probably never really know. Well, we won't know till after about what exactly there is there that Britain wants for now. But we. It'll be a juicy Netflix series <laughs> in about four years' time. Didn't though. she say in Parliament they, the reason because she was. Um, questioned repeatedly about why it wasn't taken to parliament first and that the decision to, 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 to do what she did was undemocratic. Yeah. And didn't she argue that by saying that it would have compromised security somehow? To security like, of what? Security of you, the people that you've killed it's through like bombs? It's like, we didn't, like, the kept, that's not no secret, because no. he was, like, I don't, like, yeah. it's not like this is, like, brand new information. It just, yeah, it just goes to show that it's, they just, just don't give a shit. It's just so brazen. It's just, yeah. it's like yeah. it's rude. Yeah. It's so rude. <laughs> it's so rude it that you like so rude. don't give a shit to this extent. Yeah. I mean the yeah the uh, it's yeah. I mean I don't want to. I have you know more rage about, but I just I don't want to get too. Mm. Don't want to get too angry. Like too just too ranty about it. It just I would just I I wish there was. I mean I think people are not exactly eating this up happily. I think no. people are very, very... No one was happy. Very few people were happy, mm. but it's not even a partisan issue. People mm. across the board, because they know that... I mean, these airstrikes cost money. I mean, there was those charts going around where it's like one of these airstrikes could have funded like 20 teachers yeah. or 90 nurses or whatever, those kinds of things. We know that these things have huge amounts of money. We're repeatedly told that we don't have any money. We don't have money for schools, yeah. for the NHS, yeah. for the roads, um, or for education. But when there's a conflict that has that we have fuck all business intervening no. in, uh, we have money to like go suck Donald Trump's dick or whatever it was that she was doing. When she was like, I did not do it because he asked me to. In part of yeah, this, she kept uh, hopefully this pushes forward a Scottish independence referendum. Number two. So obviously there's only so much that we can really say about it. Obviously it's bullshit mm. and it's nonsense. Do do we the people have any actual recourse? Is there anything that can actually be done about this? I don't really see like mm. rallies on the streets. There was a, a Stop the War march, um, which it was probably slightly heartening to go to, but everybody knows that uh, no one kind of thought it would do anything, but it was mm. just to lend your voice and yeah. disapproval to this um it does just feel strike. make you feel sort of like so impotent yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot in those adam curtis documentaries about the the shift af after like the financial crash and the mm. sense of politics being this the, this managerial realm which has nothing yeah. to do with serving the people where yeah. this idea that that we know that like they know that we know that yeah. they're full of shit yeah and we live in this kind of... It's all in hyper-normalisation. Yeah. These are not my ideas. But this idea, this new normal, where the politicians are full of shit, and we know they're full of shit, and they know, and they know that we know that they're full of shit, yeah. Yeah. and we sort of perform this pantomime anyway. Yeah. And I, yeah. it's a very impotent time to I be understand why being. people feel disillusioned, because they feel like every, you know any kind of action that you take is futile mm -hmm. in the long run. Yeah. Because yeah. we done protested and yeah. we done yeah. marched. I mean, and, we even like, no one was even allowed to vote in this one. So like, what's yeah. what's the fucking yeah. point? If you can just send bombs to a country missiles. that has nothing to do with us, missiles. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. To a country that has nothing to do with us without a vote, hmm. then we'll just fuck and, me. And like, escalate a brutal civil war at this point. We'll all just go like, fuck ourselves yeah. then, shall we? Because what is the why are we even here? It, they could just operate. Without any of the, without an the people, for, and what good is? What there's good an argument that that has always happened, but that's quite. I I tend towards that kind of defeatism a lot of the time because mm. it does seem so overwhelming, especially if you read a lot about this stuff. But yeah. you, you I guess you have to believe that if we, yeah. like J C Corby came out and said that you know his statement was that this was illegal and risked further escalation and had no real aim really yeah and that it was, it was a ego trip 
Yeah, it was an ego trip. And yeah. that, um, I, I would like to think that if Corbyn came to power, uh, he would, there would be less of this. But I think we're all aware that the military industrial complex doesn't care yeah. who's in parliament and that there are certain compromises that prime ministers have to make, even if they're pacifists. Or mm-hmm. I, th- I don't know if he could really be a, pa- a pacifist prime minister because, you know, you have to be firm on these things. Although, the polls always show that all of the criticism he gets for being too moderate on on uh, foreign intervention uh, seems like the public find that a bit ridiculous because if there's anything that he isn't, it's <laughs> it's like an extremist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, I think people are aware of the toll that the Iraq War took, at least mm. on this country. I mean, they should care about what happened to Iraq, but mm. they don't. But yeah, I mean, um, the fact that we can't even we can't even open the borders a little bit to some of the refugees who are fleeing. Like at this point, I think it's an unimaginable conflict. Like yeah. we're a generation that we're like two generations away from the war, the Second World War. I don't think we can compute what it actually means. Maybe even if we did, we wouldn't do anything. But mm. at this point, the level of uh, like we're admitting like five refugees a year at this yeah. point. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting point in that um, Jacobin article about yeah. how uh, refugees are currently seen as individuals... Rather ap- than a community. Like, yeah, yeah, depoliticized from the p- politics of what made them leave flee their mm. country. So in this case, Islam. Mm. And so they are, they're sort of disseminated throughout the country as ones and twos, yeah. set, like all split up, scattered around, because... The idea of of bringing a community of Muslims yeah. over to it's a like Western countries incredibly abhorrent. scary. Yeah. they wouldn't they wouldn't allow that to to happen. But Which is the real humanitarian crisis is that there is there is room in Britain, and people yeah. always think that there that we are f- even like even liberals and sometimes even left wing people mm. buy into the the the, the myth that Britain's full. Yeah. But there is, I think it's like only sixteen percent of land or something like that is mm. is 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 used for housing or something. I actually mm. can't remember the stats. Every time we're like driving around the Highlands, Jack is always like, "We're full to the brim." <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, speaking of of migration and immigration, yes, that brings us nicely Segway. onto the Windrush story. Obviously. I think. So with the Windrush, do you want to go over? You want to go over it? You wanted to talk about it? Yeah, I did. So um, recently, uh, there's been reports of uh, people who arrived uh, into the UK uh, during the f- late forties. Was it? Yeah, late forties uh, from the Caribbean. Uh, post-war 40, yeah. yeah post-war yeah. Uh, migration yes. from the Caribbean uh, there have been reports that um, many of this generation has suffered in terms of uh, losing their rights they've basically have their citizenship questioned yeah. um, so they've lost access to healthcare lost jobs um, they have been um lost pensions uh, some have been detained and deported been asked to pay fines to provide documents yeah. a lot of them don't have documentation because they've always been here they've, they've been, been here they, they arrived on their parents passports well or, or so in in the four, 40s mm. what, this, what year are we talking 70s or 40s the 70s was when the immigration act, act yeah, went through so in the when the, after the war in the 40s when the I think it was 49 it doesn't matter does but i can't remember (laughs) (laughs) when uh when they came over they were not just invited over by the british public they were british citizens yeah Yeah. because Because they're coming over the commonwealth Commonwealth passports say british citizen on Mm. them but there was a really interesting kind of counter history to the whole we just invited them over because we wanted them here that was basically the counter history being that you can read it in like certain history books about how actually they when people did start coming over and they were black people they were like oh Oh, no no oh actually we didn't mean you yeah they were like they had to sort of come up with these very cleverly worded bills to kind of Mm. send them back or to 
uh, force them to integrate in a or, or to not integrate and for there to be they were like we didn't mean all these colours yeah we meant <laughs> we meant <laughs> they really did yeah yeah because there was because there was a, a lot of uh, immigration and emigration well yeah that that, that thing yeah. that I sent you guys about how so in the post-war period where there's this idea that all of these immigrants came swarming into the country at the same time there was state subsidised expatriation so mm. Lo- mm. so more people left the UK yeah. in that post-war period than have ever ever immigrated from India in the yeah. whole of history. Yeah. So there were huge, there was a huge exodus from England too. Yeah. And they to needed the a UK, lot of these people to the UK. Yeah. They needed a lot of these people for the there workforce. Call, yeah, because yeah. they were all skilled workers yeah. who came yeah. from. But they usually yeah. had to do manual work. Yeah. So that when they came over, they were like, usually they were like. Once they realised that all the people that were coming over were not like from Australia and Canada and New Zealand, they were actually black people. They were like, "Oh, well, you just." They were like, Ooh. "I guess you have to." You have they to wanted stay. Australians. I know <laughs> the worst of the other people. Oh, <laughs> French, bunch of criminals. Get it? Um, but yeah, so 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 there there was this huge, and there was the state subsidised, so people got paid yeah. to leave and yeah. go fuck off somewhere else, and. Yeah, we were apparently too full for, you know, yeah. for these... For, so, there's the, the thing that they were British citizens, but also, I mean, there's the whole thing of, like, obviously, it's disgusting that they tried to sneakily... They just took this, mm. this clause out of the Immigration Act and hoped no one would notice... And the only reason that, that people have been noticing is because of this hostile environment policy that Theresa May mm. has so beautifully <laughs> powerfully <laughs> and like strong yas <laughs> like imposed where like doctors and lawyers and like state pen- like pension workers it's everybody's job to report undocumented people in the country. They're getting paid overtime more. I know. I mean, like, yes, what a baller move. Yeah. Like, I find it that. funny that, like, one of the excuses for removing this one line from the from the act was that people should have probably been in the country long enough to currently have settled status. Mm. Yeah, or passport. Should have maybe have, you know. But there was no point where anyone checked that that was the case. Or there was no mm. sort of amnesty or no kind of like drive to have these people yeah. verify themselves before that like happened the they were just like oh they, they were... probably have been around long again enough. discussing it in parliament was really frustrating because amber rudd like why are you acting like why are you gagged like yeah. it's, it's <laughs> like you, you you've set this up to be this was the scenario that you've always set it up to be so it's always been like you've always created this hostile environment she from the get she needed to ask yeah, I need to ask I need the to High Commissioner. Like, commission. David Lavery, ball of David <laughs> Lavery, was like, why, this is your fucking job. <laughs> he tweeted it in all yeah. caps. It you is. are the Home it Secretary. It's your job to know this. <laughs> How can she, she did be like, act like she doesn't know? I can't remember it's what the year one thing she needs know? to know. It's the one thing she needs <laughs> to know. I can't remember what year it was, but there was a, uh, to curb this wave of brown and black people moving to the country, the, um, they they created another immigration bill that made it harder, that basically stripped the Commonwealth mm. people of that citizenship and told them they actually couldn't come over. And there was that MP that explicitly said, we're not saying it as this, and it won't be in the bill, but this is specifically to target the coloured people who are yeah. coming here. Mm. And it's literally to just kind of... Uh, we we didn't get ourselves we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into we need to send someone back but we can't say that we don't want them here so we just have to kind of have this new bill uh, but yeah the, the, well there's the idea there's the there's this idea obviously there's the mainstream thing that's being covered which of course it's like outrageous that their their rights are being taken away the yeah. pensions and the, and yeah. also it's it's not an accident. Again, like mm. the Syria attacks, this is not an accident. Yeah. This is a result like they, of a very yeah. specific hostile environment policy where it is now the job of ancillary workers, doctors, nurses, yeah. lawyers, I to just... report to the fucking home office, yeah. which is honestly quite a terrifying yeah. thing. But then there's this counter, uh, now, like, counter phenomenon that's a bit more like... 
nefarious, which is like the way that this is being feeding into this like good immigrant versus bad immigrant narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where this is this is being accepted into the mainstream. Yeah, like, because every bad. discussion because that good every, every discussion every every time that an MP uh, spoke in Parliament and they had an example, they were like, mm. "This member of my yeah, constituency." Yeah, they yeah. were like, "They've been working here for this many yeah, yeah, years, yeah. and they came here and they do this, and that yeah. you know, this is how much they have suffered, and that and this is how much that they have like uh, poured out all their sweat into the British economy." Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's the way that they speak about it and then the other thing that was really that's frustrating about parliament is that um you know it was kind of like a cross political outrage right like yeah. um you know across uh, across the spectrum everyone was like you know we 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 really uh we admire and we've we've always admired and 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 um been so grateful for this you know for these immigrants yeah y'all tripping like <laughs> when, have you, when have you ever <laughs> it's just I don't know it's just so it's so frustrating to hear that kind of language yeah yeah and it is it's just so self now you aggrandizing like now you uh, yeah like that you're just one last kick in the it team it is patronizing even yeah. when they're doctors they don't fucking respect them they're like it's full of a lot of you know that sort yeah whenever there's you know uh, like don't act like this 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 this, ha- this isn't how it hasn't been a hostile culture that has been uh, created uh, from the very start and don't act like it hasn't been the case. Don't act yeah. like I never told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the idea that, that uh, you have these good, hard-working, tax-paying, passive, often very passive, mm. uh, apolitical brown immigrants mm. versus the... Uh, like malicious, sneaky asylum seeker taking your jobs, yeah. um, immigrants is a really like pernicious narrative that every that you like, it is, and they really and they also like really like to stress the Britishness of these yeah, immigrants. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're as British as anyone else. Yeah, yeah, they don't have accents. Yeah, <laughs> they've got a job, but it's not your job. Yeah, yeah, they do the jobs you don't want to do. They're British. And they've they got British sh- values. Shut up about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and whereas the the bad immigrants would be considered like this, if you think if you read any of the rhetoric around like the Syrian refugees, right. it's all like, well, how many of them are men, and how many how do you know they're not going to get radicalized? They're yeah. not going to try and radicalize our country. And again, that belies a complete ignorance about the ra- the very complicated religious politics mm. in Syria right now, which again I don't think very many like MPs know about. No, I don't think a lot of people actually understand. The like the the every single religious faction yeah well how Muslims, can they because the they, we, we don't have Shiites any we don't have any news or media output that's really discussing that yeah or, and it's very difficult to get and it's very difficult for it to like come out of Syria at all of course because of the regime yeah it's uh, a thing. lot some of the uh, the Kurdistan the the movement to liberate Kurdistan has some pretty good fairly unbiased reporting mm. on what's going on there but yeah um i mean the people who do like create like alternative news media they get like fucking tortured and killed so well yeah mm. um and 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 but the idea that so like that that everybody in syria is isis which is essentially what the fears around immigration uh-huh. from mm-hmm. from syria which they're not immigrants or asylum seekers but uh, boils down to this like ignorance of what's happening there, and that, and that actually most people there are, you know, Sunni Muslims who yeah. are, or, or 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 not have nothing to do with the res- extremism yeah. of, of of the. <laughs> Just trying to live. Yeah, there are people there. There are the civilians mm. who, but this this notion that the that often the no, the the rhetoric around around is uh, around migration now. It's combated by stuff that feeds into this good immigrant, bad immigrant thing. So even people who mean well will say like, talk about how well qualified they are and right, how yeah. like this is at some point you have to start making moral arguments, yeah. you know? Because I feel like because of the dominance of the right in the current political discourse, the left often feels like it has to use the right it's tactics. An, yeah. So have to has to yeah. talk about yeah. money and stats, and we have to it's say really look how much easy, they're going to give back. Yeah, it's a taxes. really easy trap but, to fall into yeah, because you actually, feel the need to justify um, the validness of yeah, um, yeah. a person's worth and what yeah. they can contribute yeah, and to, to, to the UK. Yeah. To like weird discussions then of like who deserves to mm. be allowed 
to run away from a war essentially yeah. it's like yeah. okay we deem you worthy to come mm. into this country and to live but we don't deem you worthy of living and then when do we get into just like straight up eugenics at that yeah. point it is it is scary close to that and i think even even people who consider themselves progressive have these really horrible ideas mm. about about these they'll get really kind of uh, like prim and uh, like what, what, no like stressed about yeah. the, about the borders and what happens if we let them in and then what and it's like nothing happens yeah. you'll be fucking fine the world has existed Sharon. in like many different iterations yeah. for millennia yeah and we're still here somehow yeah trust me they won't be allowed any social mobility you'll be yeah fine. yeah <laughs> because their um, life's still gonna suck yeah <laughs> but... don't worry they'll be deeply unhappy <laughs> <laughs> like it's it, it's it's disgusting. I mean, but so I obviously. But it's so. It, but like you're right in that it's like it's a it's very common and a co- very common attitude to have amongst the left. Yeah, because it's like and we're, we're immigrants fighting. too. My my like my I, I've sat lots of South Asian mm. uh, shout outs. Shout outs. Um, like from my parents' generation have like mm. a similar anti refugee anti immigrant yeah 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 oh yeah common. i mean i won't mention any names but in, yeah in my family like especially are... because they have this thing like you know that we yeah it isn't is, it? isn't it but mm. i think it's like I, I don't know it's like we we worked hard and, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. we came here yeah. so all that time ago mm. yeah and we have solidified ourselves in this but oh, and it's also like you know like we came here because we were asked and we were wanted yeah. we were designed because there was a shortage <laughs> yeah but there were exactly like Dad yeah. went to UKIP a few years ago. Yeah, my dad worked for immigrants yeah. who got kicked out of Kashmir, sent to Africa, and then moved to England. Yeah, and then we're like voting UKIP. It's it's mad, but yeah, it's very yeah. common. I, I was at dinner with um, some relatives that I won't name, who were who are of of my parents' generation. Not my parents. Mm. It's all right, parents. Fine. <laughs> um, well, not my dad. <laughs> 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 Not my mum either, but who my mum was having dinner with. Uh-huh. But they were saying um, that, you know, of that generation then, they were saying, yeah. so it was their parents that mm. came over. Mm. And they were saying, because they're very well established now, like professors and prof- like lawyers, teachers, all that mm. kind of thing. And they were getting really... Uh, they have a real superiority oh, towards course, yeah. current immigrants, oh, as yeah. if anything has changed. Yeah. And as if the... Because they didn't welcome you with open arms, they girl. They fucking didn't. And because they, you know, my uh, grandparents and their subsequent kids and everything, they, they, they did work their asses off. Mm. They worked their butts off. But they also were living, like, on the runway of Heathrow Airport and yeah. haven't... Well, some of them, they've well, the second generation have moved on, but they have, they have genuinely worked hard. And because of that working hard, they feel like they are sort of... They have been welcomed into the echel- uh, proper mm. echelons of, of English society, and on it they have. They will not have. They're not really. They will not be considered English, no matter how no. well spoken you no. get, yeah, yeah, yeah. and how many degrees you have, how many letters you have after your name, how well qualified you yeah. are, how well travelled you are. You will still be considered, you know, a packy yeah. or whatever. And the, the, I was especially really with an shocked accent. to hear especially what with was, an accent. Yeah, mm. I was so shocked to hear how they were talking about the current refugee crisis mm. and problem and uh, it was really like right-wing rhetoric mm, again mm. from people who don't consider themselves to be right-wing at all in yeah. fact you know labor voting yeah exactly yeah at the very least mm. and like uh but get really defensive about well we worked hard but they don't work hard anymore. yeah yeah now yeah. now you know this person was talking about like like do they feel threatened yeah they, they, do, they were they? saying like the, the immigrants now we came over and we worked our yeah, ass yeah, up yeah, and yeah. now they come over and they expect benefits yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. literally that's what they were saying about you when you yeah. came over and they probably do still have any idea yeah. how hard it is to get benefits yeah. like, you know getting, now it is yeah. they ain't getting we benefits. benefits when I was a kid it was easy then it's <laughs> yeah. fucking hard now <laughs> <laughs> it's probably easy to come over and take benefits <laughs> then <laughs> But also, yeah, like it, it's it's uh, it's really interesting. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it things is happening amongst qualified Indian, like South Asians. Yeah, uh, South Asians especially, and um, I would imagine East Asians. But I can mm, just speak so for South much Asians. internalized xenophobia. Yeah, yeah. Just r- racism. Yeah, it's Mad. like it's like how we were watching that documentary about Apu from The Simpsons, mm. which we'll do another week. But we were talking about. Um, 
he asks his parents, the guy, it's about an Indian guy who's examining why the um, Apu character in The Simpsons mm-hmm. is actually like really damaging racial stereotypes. And how like it just birthed a generation of Indians and South Asians who got, who just got everyone bullied. yelled, thank you, come again, too. Like, and I forgot how many times yeah, he said that yeah, to me. Yeah. Like family, friends, close friends, yeah. lots growing up. Yeah. It would always say that shit to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but he asked his parents, he played them a clip and, he, and they were like, and asked them what they thought, and obviously you thought the mum was gonna start crying or something, but she was she was just like, no, I mean it's it's not nice, but you know yeah, we yeah, don't yeah. complain, yeah. you know we we know we're lucky, and I've noticed that I've met with my mum as well, like there's this very kind of there's reluctance to admit that anything bad ever happened. There's a very yeah. a, like a passivity yeah. to to the political climate yeah. when they moved here and now, because I think there's a fear that if they reject, if they complain, they'll be considered ungrateful which is true you are you you have to absorb this idea of Britishness so much to the point where you're absorbing the British hatred of who you are as a person Mm. as well in order to fit in you yourself have to hate uh, yourself to fit into the society I think for those kind of immigrants especially when they first came here there's this I think they also felt like probably the need to like pick the right battles and also because they're trying to like they're trying to like just survive Yeah. yeah you know they didn't want to create any kind of situations in which they might be put in danger yeah or where they might compromise their status or or even just agitate in whatever sense yeah because the racism was a much it was bubbling a lot more visibly yeah in society yeah not that it's gone away but it was more violent it was more more overt yeah Yeah. and Um, you don't really want to like look it's kind of like when we were talking about the me too thing you don't really want to look back at your life and like relive all of these traumas that you didn't even realize were happening at the time Mm. and now you know with more knowledge you realize that they were traumatic yeah you do you nobody really wants to do that whatever it's about yeah um (laughs) which is which is just it's sad i mean i used to uh you know sometimes i ask my mom about I'll just out of curiosity be like, do you think it's offensive? Like bindi, like white people wearing bindis, like kind of fairly. Because mm. they're like they're probably just like, stuff. oh, we got fucking bigger fish she, to yeah, fry. Yeah, she was like, no, yeah. I don't care. Like yeah. she just, uh, she's also very, she's a very like apolitical person. Yeah. but mm-hmm. she, but there is this. I don't know. I there think... is just this a different like. There's a it's a generational thing because I think for us being second or third generation, we're probably more we're hyper aware of those kind of. That kind of thread of racism that's like, you know, things like cultural appropriation or like microaggressions, these yeah. kind of like, yes. you know, things those are kind like of, bubbling under the yeah, surface. Yeah, we, we, we're probably like far more conscious of those kind of things and the shit that they had to fucking deal with. Well, yeah, so. I remember my dad, shout out, saying like, because uh, I, I went through like a like militant SJW phase, which I'm not proud of. Um, I think it's, it's possible. Your, yeah, it's it part is. of your kind of political awakening. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's still. I think you can still care about both both things. But like our generation is just obviously a lot more aware of that because we we kind of live in this strange. That's our experience. Of racism. It is. Yeah. yeah, but I I also think that we have um we have different difficulties that that they did. Obviously, but like we also have this odd tension and you know, growing up between two cultures. For me, not so much because, and I don't know about you, probably not as well, because, like, I wasn't raised in a particularly traditional environment, but I imagine that kind of uh, fissure, mm. that friction between um, being raised in, in yeah. the Western... I mean, I, I definitely did have, like, that to some extent. I think my da- my parents had that. Well, my dad's side had it more. Like, yeah. the, the contrast between the traditional Im- immigrant... Like wanting to stay, like he yeah. says in the big sick, like why yeah. did you bring me to America if you didn't want yeah. me to be American? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah, he yeah. brought me to a completely you different can't, culture. You can't expect to raise your children in, in, in the West without them being somehow Westernized yeah. or having uh, social values that are somehow more, more, more or less ad- adherent yeah. to the yeah. West. Yeah, it's, it's just impossible, and it's and it's unfair to yeah. expect them to yeah. do that. Yeah, the, 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 uh, yeah, I remember I've, I, there is a, that generation will say like, "What racism have you ever experienced?" But with different, with a different amount of um, uh, what is the word? Acceptance and uh, acclimatization into mm. into the culture comes a different set of uh, prejudices and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how you know sexual harassment spiked. 
when women joined the workforce because you had yeah. a pre they were previously you know they weren't allowed into this for sort of society mm. there's a kind of it's like a culture clash yeah, yeah. You know, men don't know how to act or mm. they still don't know how to work yeah. no. with women in offices and stuff so anyway i guess it's like the, the your generation's like new frontier and mm. whereas the sort of racism that your parents will have experienced everyone now has kind of realized okay that is what racism looks like now yeah. we're looking into the sort of microaggressions and things yeah and we're kind of having to say okay this is also racism yeah yeah, yeah. it's not doesn't look like that and it's not as easy to spot but yeah. it is still mm. yeah. a problem yeah. and now we're kind of having to like relearn what we think of as being these problems and we're kind of analyzing ourselves much yeah. more closely which yeah. a lot of people are always going to reject because you don't want to a lot of people you know especially people on the left they want to think that they're good people and they're doing their best and not yeah. using any racial slurs they uh-huh. don't want to think about the fact that you're not using any racial slurs but you are wearing a bindi and you yeah, are yeah, yeah. you know doing these microaggressions and mm. stuff people just want to be you know mm. over it already yeah. think people want yeah. to be post-racial but we're not post-racial yeah. and also i will say as well that just because a lot of like my personal like indian family uh, older family members just because they don't care about certain things doesn't mean that they're not problems it yeah. just means yeah. that they for for lots of reasons that are also problematic, don't feel like they can really express how they yeah. actually feel. Yeah. Or yeah. which sounds a bit patronizing, but maybe they, they have bigger fish to fire over. But yeah. Like a the for like the Apu thing is an issue. Or yeah. um, you know, people repeating things back to you in Indian accent might not be as bad as like getting the bus through the race rights to school, but yeah. like it is it shouldn't happen yeah, still. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just because they're unwilling to talk about it doesn't mean that we can't like take yeah. up the mantle and also yeah. say that that's bad. And also, yeah. like we mustn't, you know, hold individual people's ideas of what you know is or isn't their personal suffering up and say, okay, well, if this person says that this is fine, then we can all do it. Right? You know? yeah, yeah. People on RuPaul's Drag Race saying tranny doesn't mean that we can yeah. just be start saying like saying yeah. that yeah, yeah, to yeah. people. You know, one person doesn't get to decide what is or isn't okay, and you yeah. know the same does apply, I think, to to slurs of any kind. Really, like some women don't mind being called cunts. Some mm. women do mind it. Some, you know, some yeah. like trans people might be fine with the word tranny, most of them probably aren't, but you yeah. can always yeah, find yeah, one yeah. person that's fine with a yeah, slur. Yeah, you can't hold that person up to yeah, and like you, you, Yeah, you have to kind of entire. look at the larger picture, I suppose, yeah. with these things. Should we take a Sorry for it? saying tranny. Yeah. Oh, you can say it in that kind of context. I know, but I just yeah. hate saying it. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's just not like the N-word, which you can never say in any context. No, but I just, there's I no, th- there's no, like, the T-word. <laughs> like, what's the T-word? Yeah. Tit? <laughs> what is the T? Tit? Johnny. Oh, <laughs> the T word. It just makes me sick to say it. The T word. You just got to say the it. The T word is twat. 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 The twat. Twat. Wait, can I get a refill? Can we get a refill? Yeah. Can, can I get a rewind? Yeah. Can we take a break? Da. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> Last Whip roll in like. Kurt, kurt. What is it? Skr, skr. Do that skirt thing. Oh. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Uh, Cardi B. Go. We're Message on red. Balls on blue, wherever that line is, is hilarious. <laughs> Only time of a lady is when I lay these hoes to rest. Write <laughs> <laughs> that lyric down. <laughs> Only time I'm a lady. She like she. So we're talking that Cardi B released her hotly anticipated debut. If you want an LOL, what's it called? Um, Invasion of privacy. Invasion of privacy. Yes. She looks. Sick Which she talks about she on the track where she goes through her boyfriend's phone. Ooh, that's, one of, that's one of my favourite songs yeah though. it is a really nice I mean it's, really it's very like it's, I like it too it's that's quite the only one where she it. sings properly <laughs> I thought there was a feature on it because it is know. a feature no it's her is it it's her singing it, it is bro what bro, she can sing too no it's quite a wrenching song she can song. sing she can rap, it makes me feel it's very vulnerable isn't it it is she's very like what's it called through your phone yeah at first I thought oh is this the Kalani one but no I thought it was it's I her. thought it might be the scissor one, but uh, uh, uh. Yeah, but it's she can you can kind of tell from the she's accent like a little bit. She can. I mean, she can sing. I mean, there's a bit of like editing on it, but she can sing. It's, I think it she is. It's enough. nice. It's nice that it's her singing those lines because I think it, it does make it yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, what's it called? Through well, your phone. Through I just said that. Just, I just. But I think the, the nice thing really is that it, it starts out with kind of like. You know, vintage Cardi kind of. <laughs> that one oh, it's like yeah, be look. careful. That's the one that's oh, yeah. featuring. Be yeah. careful with me. It's not on there, is it? But I thought it's not on there. But there is someone. You know, on the thing. Um, yeah, so, I yeah. like the fact that it starts out with kind of like, 
not old school, but kind of like naughty style, almost like drill yeah. kind of. I don't like that song. That's my per- kind of personal rap. taste. My but personal like, that's eyelashes. Like, my that's like where Cardi B comes from. You know, the whole love and hip hop New York style. Yeah. That sort of thing. I like that she can do that really well, but then she can also then... She does those two songs. And while you were saying that they're less lyrical and they're less like... Oh, no, I actually think, bangers, lyri- I think lyrically they're actually all right. She said right. there's no melody. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Less yeah. melodic. So they're, they're less like... <laughs> they're less like party bangers, but I yeah. do think that like... No, hook, I do think hook. that every track in the album does bang. Yeah. Mm. Every in one way or in another. And like That's the true. first... Say the first two are mostly sort of rap... And they kind of, she's kind of going hard, and she's sort of showing what she can do. They're still really good songs, and then it just goes straight into like all the bops, songs are you know? really catchy. Some bops, there's some yeah. bops. There's some yeah. like dance ones. There's some chill ones. But they all sad bang. ones. They all bang. Sad ones. Yes. The yeah. good samples. Yeah. Even the sad she ones. She utilized bang. some samples very great. Effect. I could easily play <laughs> any given song on this album in a DJ set oh, fuck it. Yeah. it would slam I mean she's but, just yeah. special have, have she's we, gonna do it the Hogan has there on Friday been go down anybody <laughs> has there been any other artist or musician who's kind of had a similar sort of backstory because she's very unique in that she's like she just came from like fucking social media yeah you go, I think this is like the first yeah the first kind of generation where something like that has been possible and you mm. have like the kind of haters and the sort of like the Nicki Minaj fans or whatever who say that you know Cardi B had it easy but to say that she, she had it <laughs> to say, say that yeah no, because that they say some of the that she did is that she's been hard, yeah. stabbed of because they're saying she that she doesn't media. she didn't come up through like who the rapping fuck cares? on if the you're, street if you're talented she can fucking rap yeah like yeah, this yeah. album and she yeah. can write really well clearly because it's like it is just like a fucking statement of what she can do yeah yeah and it's really like you can't if you anybody who maintains that she's still like shit or just coasting or just a reality TV star or a stripper or whatever. She's working that, so You hard. know that they haven't listened to the album though yeah. because yeah. the album is just like even if you don't like it musically, I think you have to admire yeah. the skill that she has. Who the fuck cares? Well. Like she's clearly talented. Yeah. Also, even if you do care, like. Becoming famous on Instagram is not that easy. Like, no, the it's thing really is, not. right, she may be good looking and yeah, okay, if you post loads of thirst traps on Instagram or whatever, you can get a following. But the reason that she has a following is because she's like a really weird, funny person. Yeah. And it's yeah. her personality that kind of, that got people hooked and got people yeah, following yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to do that, to have a fan base solely based off of the fact that it's about your personality before yeah. she was even releasing like tracks before she was on love and hip hop when she was just like a loudmouth stripper yeah. to have people that care so much about you just because of your personality i think that is something in of itself and i don't think it it's matters innovative that, innovative i don't think it matters it that she didn't hard. come up through like street rap like but she like, still came yeah. up through the streets yeah. like she still has the background that she's able to talk you know with authority on yeah, you know she's like in the bloods and shit. Like yeah. she can still she talk 16. about. Yeah, she, she can still. She can still talk about all of these things that like New York hip hop artists talk about. And just because she came up through she's Instagram as, doesn't mean that it's legit. not true. Stripping is like a cornerstone of hip hop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, like, it's, 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 so, it's about time that one of the strippers. Yeah, it's so counterintuitive that you know all all hip hop is about stripping, but as soon as a stripper tries to do hip hop, it's illegitimate. Yeah. She's sexism. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sexism. Mm. Yeah. I hope she keeps her head. Like, hope she's, she's just she like Rihanna. She seems pretty chill. That's I like she's like, wants a threesome with Rihanna. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. I like when she posts videos just like dancing at her mum's house, like yeah. on the kitchen table and shit. She seems like the kind of person that she's, she's kind of come from. She's kind of come up really quickly in the past year or so, yeah. but it seems like she's very grounded with like her family it, and, yeah, yeah. She's and her community funny. and stuff. And she, yeah, she's super she's weird. Fun, she's yeah, so she's weird, super funny. Like, I feel like she would always be grounded purely based off of the fact, if nothing else, that she's got that really like weird sense of humor, and that only only certain people are going to connect with her on yeah. that. I saw a tweet that was like, "Cardi B is so much smarter than people who are just realizing that Cardi B is smart." because yeah. <laughs> people Indeed. are going like, "Oh, she's actually." Quite smart. Like, yeah, just because yeah. she's a stripper she's doesn't mean she's tits. stupid. Yeah. She's a stripper and she got famous for just chatting on the internet. In and then she got on TV and then she now she yeah, she can rap in two languages and sing in two languages and dance and she's like do all sorts this... of stuff and write. 
She is like sometimes yeah. there's like celebrities who come up who are like who are like she's clearly like, really is, hard work. This is yeah, the new so. wave, like Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. I'm not saying that because they're fans of each other. Timothy Chalamet mm. is You're the Cardi B of uh, kissing Mumble films. <laughs> kissing films. <laughs> He always shouts her out in his speeches, but like you know, like people who are young, like uh, representing a different kind of culture, like a culture that we know of that wasn't really in the mainstream yet, yeah. like people who are kind of online and who are like openly contradictory and who mm-hmm. don't feel the need to always align themselves to like issues yeah. and say like big generic sweeping statements about their fans, like. Cardi just B's people album that is, exist yeah, in the less, world and on the internet. Yeah. Less and of, she's like, like she's complicated yeah. and she's messy and she's like, she, there was like that like, controversy about like those transphobic statements that she made, which mm. were old. What did she actually say? Old videos. videos. It was out. kind of like she was, she was talking about the scenario, like if, if a guy were to fuck with her, then she would basically like trap him into sleeping with a trans person and then be like, ha, you fucked a guy. <laughs> That uh, was that was the like. Um, yeah. Remember the episode of La- Atlanta where they're trying to talk to Paperboy about um, talk- saying the oh, trans yeah. thing, and I feel like th- there's a kind of element of it where he's like, "I just found out this thing existed." Yeah. And this like this race and he's meant to, to the know woke all the finish practices, line. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, the whole like the yeah the race to be the wokest like. It means that we're going back into people's histories and finding periods yeah, where they yeah, were yeah. woken and knew all the right language. And again, one of the reasons why... But I don't know how old it is, though. I think it was actually quite, quite recent. Yeah, or but like even still, year. like, there are... The, the, the insistence on the correct language is completely classist. Oh, yeah, it's like But that's not like, that's not like correct language. That's like... Well, or even being... I mean, I think. I mean, I think it is. I do think we hold these kind of people up to a ridiculous standard. Yeah, I just. But I mean, what she said was was pretty hard. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> like, we sure. need to be like. But also, like, what do we? what do we? What do we expect from people, especially people in this new generation that are becoming famous through the internet? At the end of the day, she's become famous. Cardi B is. You know, she's a girl from the Bronx. Perhaps that's how people speak where she comes from. Maybe she doesn't know. Maybe she doesn't have the education. Maybe she doesn't. She's Maybe she does know and she, she says doesn't. it. Yeah, it could <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, no, I know, of course. But I mean, yeah. I think that but people... But also it's like, where, where does the gatekeeping kind of begin yeah. and end? Where do we the say... Where do we kind of say, okay, this isn't okay and it needs to change? Or where do we mm. say, this isn't okay and we're done with you forever? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Is yeah. there a line... And, and I would have to renounce do... all hip-hop, which yeah. white people Oh, for love, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people do hold people... People do hold Cardi B and other figures like her up to the standard because they see her as aspirational. She is an aspirational figure yeah. because of what she's done. And like she has like uh, she has like an obligation to be yeah you yeah know, yeah whatever. and obviously she's like also she's like very important to black people. Person. Mm. Yeah, as well and uh, you know I think as as much as it might be an offensive statement and that it's it's not okay. It's important to remember that like every everyone is just like a normal person and she's doing. Mm. She, I'm you know, not sure better if she or ever, worse. It's weird because it's been that 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 video has like been around and been circulating for like a year or a couple of years. It? Yeah, and I, I don't know, but I don't know if she ever responded to it, or if, if, even if she was asked about it. Yeah. I would just would have assumed Shh. that she would be aware of it coming to light again because she's so, you know. I have a feeling that this the the next generation of stars, I guess, starting now, will be less. Maybe it will actually. This it will be even more like hyper vigilant. We'll be hyper vigilant about what language you can use. Mm. I have a feeling that will that will loosen up and like I don't know where this is coming from, but maybe that people this it's this obsession with what people have said and done in the past or currently yeah. in every single verbal mishap they may have had, like that that like Sauron's eye, like just fucking. Obliterating anybody who yeah. says the wrong thing. I'd be I fucking terrified that that... if I was saying, "Is this shit that I used I to say?" I know. Yeah. I couldn't be. I honestly couldn't be. Thank God, Bieber was deleted. Am I right? Thank God we were like a little bit Bieber. too, a no little bit. Like <laughs> Thank God we were like a little bit too old to have like stuff from being like twelve mm. public. Well, because yeah, I think all of the websites that I had stuff on when I was twelve have been deleted live yeah. journal Bebo MySpace stuff yeah. like that thank fuck yeah. that Facebook didn't yeah. exist until I was like 16, 17 right? yeah. even then I recently deleted like 20,000 tweets just to be safe yeah maybe <laughs> I've done what maybe it's because <laughs> she's you know on her album there are many points where she's like fuck all y'all bitches and like she just you know like maybe it's because she's so like flagrantly contradictory and like yeah. she isn't like trying to be woke maybe that's why she just gets away with it I don't yeah. know 
she's like deeply flawed. Her album is like quite vulnerable and not yeah. exactly showing her to be. Because people like tearing down like uh, celebrities. That's maybe that's why I think that celebrities in the future aren't going to be subjected to quite so much hysteria because they'll maybe they'll be allowed to be contradictory instead of like these godlike yeah villain or hero figures who we adore and maybe, we that, maybe that's better yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll be, they'll be allowed to exist in the gray area like everyone else yeah but also probably not because the culture is the hellscape and we ruined it but but for now i'm glad she's like able to say whatever <laughs> i mean not that but on her album i'm glad that her album because our point to her album was like mm? like because there are things yeah. other people her album's who like, be- yes it's, it's just like of, really some well of the written. lines yeah, are just, just like, like weird yeah. and some of the lines are just funny and it's like they're good this jokes. is so this yeah, is yeah, so yeah. new to have like a, a female rapper that i can listen to that i can like feel all of these sort of emotions i can have a fucking dance to that's yeah, yeah, yeah. really weird and funny and yeah. like just like a strange normal person that i like i always say that i think i would be really good friends with Cardi yeah <laughs> she probably wouldn't be friends with me but like i just really like that she seems like a real person when yeah like, and that's you look the at Nicki reason Minaj why and it's like, like she's not a real person yeah and that's the reason yeah. why people like her so much because and that's the reason why she became famous was because she just would chat shit so openly about her personal life but but was still entertaining yeah stuff. but oh, was God. still hilarious she's just got sank she's got yeah 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 the album is fucking fire go listen to it go listen to it we have to go get drunk now. on that note we'll we'll wrap up then so um you can get the podcast as always <laughs> on Castbox pod something <laughs> stitcher Castbox sounds cloud stitcher uh iTunes, remember if you do rate us on iTunes, remember to leave a review because that's the only way that we can see your name. The listener of the week who did this, who followed these instructions, is Daddy Virk. (laughs) Shout out, Gurm. What's cracking? You're the the real MVP. A-O-C-U, straight up G. Apparently, to get a rating on iTunes, you need five reviews. We've We've got eight. Okay, so we've got this... eight. We've got eight ratings, but we've only got oh. five reviews. Oh, okay. Some people have been rating us and not reviewing. See, I saw that. Um, uh, I was trying to figure out how many you need to get before you can get a visible rating, yeah. overall rating. And some people were saying five, but some people were saying eleven, and oh, some people okay. were saying five from each country. Oh, oh no! Girl. Well, it was five because we we didn't have any that was visible, and then now we're on eight. So. Oh, okay. I don't We're know, good. but it still doesn't come up when you look Google the podcast. It doesn't matter. Sorry to the person who commented and said that, you know, they didn't know English. No hablo. Not English. Yeah. Lo, like, siento. I don't, lo siento. I don't know why you're listening to an English speaking podcast if you no don't hablamos. speak English, but sorry. Anyway, we're going to talk about the problem with that poo for next week, so you might want to watch that. You should watch it anyway. It's going to be a good conversation because we've got two Browns and then me, the pleb, the layman. I'll ask all the questions. The lame woman. They can answer them. But uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.